0: And you are.
1: This is Prayer International Radio, our Thursday night broadcast. I'm your host for the night, Sean Humbert. And so our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Did I get that right? Yeah, 619-638-8458. Sorry, it's... Um, I've been on, so I almost forgot the phone number Which is really weird um, Anyway, hold on I'm looking up a verse right now That just came to me Okay, anyway I oh, yeah, got it So Father tonight Holy Spirit, have your way in this broadcast With every person who's listening With every person who listens to the archive God, you know exactly what they need At every minute of every day to begin with You know the thoughts that are on their hearts You know what's on their minds, Father You know what they desire You know what they need, Lord So, Father, in the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we ask for you to completely and totally fill them with your presence, Lord. Lord, give them peace, Father. Bless them behind and in front, Father, and all around, Lord. Cause them to walk in your ways, Lord. Cause them to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. Cause them to follow after you. Lord, cause them to be hungry and thirsty after righteousness, Father. Cause them to be hungry and thirsty for your word, Lord which is eternal. Holy Spirit, cause your presence to fall upon them, to fill them completely. Cause their ears to be opened and their eyes to be opened so they can understand, so they can see, so they can know you, Father, as you have already known us, Lord, and as the scriptures declare that you are thoroughly acquainted with all of our ways well, What is that? Psalms 139 it says I will praise you with my whole heart Before the gods I will sing praises to you I will worship toward your holy temple And praise your name For your loving kindness and your truth For you have magnified your word Above all your name In the day when I cried out, you answered me, and made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble you will revive me You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies And your right hand will save me The Lord will perfect that which concerns me Your mercy O Lord endures forever Do not forsake the work of your hand And then it goes into verse 139 where it says O Lord you have searched me and you have known me You know my sitting down and my rising up you understand my thoughts from afar off, you comprehend my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. But there is not a word on my tongue that behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. And there's more, we I'll get into, but you know the you know someone said something a little while ago Um i was having a talk with someone about identities and you know it's interesting all the different identities um we have in the world the fact that none of um the identities that we make for ourselves are um, not what's really permanent what's really permanent is what's in our heart which most of us for the most part don't under don't completely understand because we think we know our own hearts but Sometimes even our hearts can deceive us, even or what we believe is in our heart. Um, a lot of times the Lord will not answer every prayer, because we, at times, um, give the Lord confusing requests. We tell him to have his way in us, which his way is to bless us, to bring us, to give us peace, Um And then at the same time, we're like, Lord, okay, well, I want to go do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. When the Lord, who it says searches us, he knows our hearts, is acquainted with all of our ways, knows every hair on our head, every fiber of our being, every atom that comprises our bodies. And he's thoroughly acquainted with us. It says he sees our hearts and completely knows us. Better than we know ourselves And so far too many times We get frustrated with the Lord Because he doesn't um, Grant everything we ask But it's not because He's not giving us what we ask It's that he's given us Exactly what we want Even though we may not be aware Of what we really wanted to begin with So hopefully I didn't lose you On any of that Um You know, men um, make identities for themselves, um, whether it's based on their families or whether it's based on where they're working. Some people are doctors and lawyers and businessmen or executives or even plumbers or gardeners, and they make an identity and specialize in having knowledge related to whatever field they have so they can claim that this is what I am. Which on the outside in the physical realm That is great But in the eternal realm We're children of God And we all have the Same identity Of being called Children of God as it says in 1 John Behold, what manner of love The Father has bestowed upon us That we should be called children of God You know um, I think it was yesterday I was um, driving home from work And I took this back road to get home, they had to stop at the store and I noticed these um, two kids on bicycles who you know, they couldn't have even been out of high school yet, um, dressed in their white shirts and their um, black um, slacks and they were riding their bicycles with their little backpacks Um, and so it was obvious that they were um, um, the same Jehovah's Witnesses I see around all the neighborhoods and you know I thought that I stopped and I was sitting in my car at the as the um light, and I'm watching these two um just happily like riding their bicycles um down the road because um Jehovah's witnesses um send out everybody into as the bible says that um jesus did and so we don't necessarily agree with everything they believe you. I sat there and and I was realizing that I was almost in awe at times of the dedication and the perseverance that they have in proclaiming the gospel with almost, um, you'll never see them discouraged. You'll never see them frustrated. You'll never see them get upset by rejection, which I, I would assume they get quite often um i've can't tell you how many people i've witnessed to or in my lifetime and you know even a few rejections is sometimes a lot but these guys go d- literally go out door to go door preaching the go- their gospel and they do it with such joy because they know that's what they're supposed to do because it's their responsibility because that's part of who they are Someone someone said uh, which gospel You know know, it's a tricky One when you say that because I I was talking to the Lord about that earlier And it's like You know what did Paul say he said Some preach the gospel in pretense And some preach it in truth But regardless Christ Jesus is preaching will rejoice Jesus said whoever isn't with us is or whoever, whoever isn't against us is with us, and it says, "Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved." And you know, and the gospel is the message of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world, not imputing the world's sins unto them, and that we are saved through grace and through faith. Through the work of Jesus on the cross, and not our own works, not our good deeds, or our good works, or our good efforts, or anything else, we're only saved through the blood of Christ, and which is the standard. It says, "Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be we saved." Well, which Lord is that? Um, the Muslims will tell you it's um, Muhammad, who was a prophet, but the Bible. The word of God, um, eternal, which was in the beginning. With, which in the beginning was. It says it was in first in first and book of John. It says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it says here in Psalms one thirty eight he. In um, one thirty two, for you have magnified your word above your name. You know. It brings up a good point Um, The small variations to the gospel Of the Lord Jesus Christ um, People who Will come in proclaiming That he hasn't risen That Jesus didn't die on the cross That he wasn't the savior That he wasn't the messiah And over the course of however many Hundreds of years it's been Slowly um, The world has Begun to attempt To strip away The truth of the gospel um, Which is the Lord Jesus Christ died and Was resurrected from the dead And they try to strip away small, Small tiny pieces of it And they don't start with that They don't start with Saying okay well Jesus didn't really die on the cross They start with saying other Things like You know what it's it's really okay to Commit adultery because You know what that that commandment Was written back in the days When you couldn't Even you couldn't eat like Animal you couldn't eat certain animals And people had slaves and People had multiple wives and So because of the time period that it was all written in, that, you know what, that that one commandment, you know what, maybe that one's not as important. It was more of a metaphor anyway, and and they start with those things. And, you know, someone said once that, and it even says in the Bible, sin doesn't always start off as sin. It starts off as desires when men are drawn away by their own desires and enticed. And those desires, when men give in to them, then it becomes sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And that's the way deception starts. Deception never starts with people coming out and saying, okay, well, as of today, Jesus never rose from the dead. They start slowly, and they start chipping away at it, to the point that the majority of Christians um, get used to it. They get used to hearing it. Then they get comfortable with hearing it. And then then they start questioning. And, you know, people can come up with a million facts. Um, me and my wife are pretty avid um, history um, people. We love watching documentaries. And um, I can tell you there's documentaries... For pretty much every subject under the sun, from the history of the Bible to ancient civilizations um, to, I mean, crazy things like UFOs and the end of the world. And no matter what the um, topic is, there's 5 million people out there on either side of the equation who can come up with 5 million different facts to support why they believe what they believe. And the question is, is your knowledge coming from what you hear on the outside or what you hear that only comes from God? And what I mean by that is, you know, there was a lot of people around the time of Jesus who all had their opinion of who Jesus really was. Some people thought he was just a normal man. Some thought, well, he's a good teacher, but nothing more. Some people... Thought maybe he was some prophet who had risen from the dead But it was Peter who had heard all those things But that wasn't what he was listening to Peter was listening to the Spirit of God And the Holy Spirit revealed to him who Jesus was And so when Jesus asked, he said, well, you're the Messiah, the Son of the Living God And Jesus said... Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you You didn't pick this up In a book, you didn't learn it Because you studied it You didn't take a course on it It wasn't something that Your parents necessarily taught you This only came By revelation From God And you know The the times that we're currently living in um, It's pretty scary out there it's scary that you can read this scripture, the word of God, which we know is true and we know it's eternal. We know the heavens and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain forever for eternity. Not forever as in until the end of the year or until the end of the, de- of the decade or the century or even until the end of whenever this earth dissolves and there's a new heaven and earth. Not even to then because it says it'll abide forever. All the way throughout eternity, the word of God will stand and it will remain, no matter what happens. Our trials come and go. Relationships come and go. Jobs come and go. Things in this world come and go, but his word remains the same, established forever in heaven, which is why Jesus said, and likened him who built his house upon a rock, built his house upon the word of God as someone who was wise because his house wouldn't fall, you know. Times are, you know, at times they're the way they are. It's been prophesied for countless centuries, or count, count. I guess countless centuries now about the way things would be. I mean, and Jesus said, "As in the days of Noah, so will it be." at the coming of the son of man he said there'd be wars and rumors of wars everything we currently see all around us everywhere you turn which if the world including those who claim to be followers of the lord if we hadn't been so desensitized to by watching the te- by watching television and movies and everything else that we see I don't understand how we couldn't be completely mortified and outraged by what goes on around us, by the killings and the murders and, you know, abortions and adultery and all the other things that happen all around us. And not to point fingers because it's not our job to judge. It's his because he alone was made the one judge. But he made it our job to pray Not to pray to bring down fire Not to pray that the Lord would smite those sinners around us But he caused us To have a heart to pray And to intercede Agreeing with him on his own word That says that he is not willing That anyone should perish But that all should come to repentance Everyone That means the Jehovah's Witnesses Who are preaching their gospel On the street corners It means the politicians who are out there Serving whatever they're serving At the moment It means The Satanists And the atheists The the people who run Abortion clinics It means all of them because none of them were left out when Jesus got upon the cross. He didn't get up on the cross and be like, well, you know what, This they, I can't handle what they did, Lord God. So this is for everybody but them.
0: To him it didn't matter.
1: Because there was no sin That was bigger than the love he had for us And the Bible said all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God It also says there is none that follow God No not one And no one could and has follow followed God Except through the Holy Spirit Who has called them And they listened And then through the Holy Spirit who leads them And they follow And if that wasn't enough They're capped by the power of his hand Every day of their lives Because you know even Jesus said I know those who are mine And the enemy cannot snatch them away Which would denote that the enemy Would try to snatch them away But he upholds us with his righteous right hand, already declaring us righteous through his blood, already declaring us perfect in the eyes of Jehovah God. Which means in the in the midst and the depth of the worst sin the Father Still has a plan. It means no matter where you've been, no matter where you're at, he was still thinking about you upon that cross. Because it wasn't your sin he was concerned about, it was your heart. You know, we've preached, I don't know how many millions of different messages Upon this show from the time we started And we constantly talk about knowing the scripture, knowing the Bible Having a relationship with God that goes beyond the walls of a church a relationship with God that doesn't become an act just of obedience, but be, but it becomes an act of lifestyle that flows from the abundance of someone's heart and desire to know Him. When, like when Paul said, "I all things that were gained to me, these I've counted loss for the excellence of the knowledge of the, of Christ." That I may know him and the power of his resurrections and the fellowship of his sufferings, if I by, by any means may to, attain to the resurrection of the dead. I have a feeling that we'll all stand before him and all be completely speechless having so many things revealed that we have no clue about and many of the struggles that we have here on the earth will seem trivial and we'll wonder why we struggled at all with such steadfast promises given to us that if we could see our place and you know, it's a funny thing about identity Is that the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And while it may seem routine, and it may seem elementary and basic in Scripture, it's probably one of the most important verses in the Bible. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Where do you see yourself? Because how you see yourself and what you see yourself as will determine how you walk and how you move in the future and which direction you decide to follow. There's a very big difference between someone who considers themselves a nothing Which the enemy constantly lies to people And tries to convince them of such And there's a big difference between that And someone who is saved And knows that they've been delivered from their sins There's an even bigger difference between that And someone who knows that the Lord has a plan for their lives And someone who's come to the revelation of the love of God Someone who has come to the revelation Of what Christ did And that they are forever perfect in his sight That they're forever accepted in his sight No matter what And then there's a big difference between that And someone that gets the revelation That they're actually children of God that they've been adopted into this family in heaven, that their name is no longer just whatever name that they were given when they were born because the Father even said that he has called us by our name, that he had a name for us, that he had a plan for us before we were even born, When he, before he formed and fashioned us, even in our mother's womb and before that time, before he breathed into us the first breath of life. And before he actually spoke and caused those first molecules to take shape in our mother's wombs, all the days of our lives, he had already seen with the intention and the plan to bless us, with the intention and plan to shower us with his love, to bring us into the knowledge of who he was and it says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places things that no eye has seen seated with him in heavenly places seated not just sitting there as spectators seated in heavenly places in Christ with authority Because he said he has made us ambassadors to Christ As if Christ were pleading with us Pleading through us Reconciling the world through us Naming us by his name Anointing us with his very spirit That all the power of God Could dwell in men That we could become instruments For him to use Vessels For him to fill That he could then pour out into the world And as it says we're being built together For a dwelling place Of God in the spirit Because he wasn't content to dwell In houses made with human hands Since his hands have made all things And though he fills all of heaven And all of earth And the universe And countless Vastness Of glorious beauty That no man has ever seen Or even begun to comprehend The work of his hands And though all of creation cannot contain him, yet he desires to dwell among us, to dwell in us, to become one with us, and not necessarily because we're the greatest people out there, and not necessarily because we've somehow earned it, but just because he loves us. And yet there's an enemy walking around like a warring lion Seeking whom he may devour As the scripture declares Trying to slowly rip away the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ from the earth So that as it was in the time of Noah It would be once again Where men no longer look to the Lord They no longer seek the Lord They no longer call upon the Lord They no longer tell their children About the Lord But yet he said that He would write his laws Upon our hearts No longer Content to inscribe his word Upon tablets of stone That can easily break But he chose to place in us new hearts and to ascribe upon them his words, to inscribe his words in our minds, that we be, could become living epistles, living testimonies of who he is, not of how great our lives were or what successes or even failures we've had, But that we could become a testimony of the greatness and the faithfulness and the long-suffering and the loving-kindness of the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. the thing about having an identity someone i heard a preacher say once that you can never aspire in this lifetime to be anything higher you can never obtain any attain to be anything higher than that which god has called you to be and he was referring as far as callings and professions and saying that you know if you weren't called to be a minister then and you but you were called to be a doctor then the highest calling that you can attain to to glorify God is that which he's called you to but even beyond that the least you can ever be is the least you could ever be is what he's called you to because what the world declares about you is not nearly as important as what the Lord God has declared about you. And he said we're children of God, which means from the first day you called upon the name of the Lord. And every day after that, To this moment right now And to the hours and the weeks And the years that follow Until we stand before the Lord Jesus You will always be A child of God You will always be his beloved son Or his beloved daughter You will always be considered Righteous Because of something he did over 2,000 years ago And that is now your calling That's now your place That is now the ministry That has been placed upon your life Is that you're a son of God Seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus As it says having been blessed already With every spiritual blessing In heavenly places in Christ Things we have not even begun To comprehend or understand As a body
0: And yet if that wasn't
1: enough He said I is not seen Nor is there heard Nor is entered into the heart of man The things That he's prepared for those that love him But you can never fully come into the place of understanding who you are And walking In the revelation of who you are Until you get to the point of Wanting it bad enough to know who you are Which takes time It takes spending time with him It takes spending time in his word It takes a relationship It takes submission to the Holy Spirit It takes realizing that there's nothing of more value And nothing of more importance Than the knowledge of who he is Because once you have that revelation Your life can never be the same again You can never go back to the way it was before You can behold that there used to be an Egypt But you can never get back to Egypt And you would never want to go back to Egypt And you start to wonder why you were ever in Egypt to begin with And in the coming years and the coming decades, depending on how long the Lord carries, the world will become exceedingly wicked, more so than it is today. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Nobody should wake up and be shocked and be like, wow, this world is really wicked because... They follow their father They always have And they always will The only peace that will come Is when the Prince of Peace returns But until that day comes There's I don't know how many billion people On this earth Who have never heard of the name of Jesus Who don't know that someone died for their sins Who don't know that the God The one true God, the creator of heaven and earth Knows them by name They don't know that he loves them with an everlasting love They don't know that he has prepared a place for them And they'll never know Until someone tells them And no one will ever tell them Unless they desire to go And they won't desire to go Until they realize the vastness of importance That those people have to the Lord Because I think sometimes winning souls for the Lord is just that Sometimes you have to take upon When you take up the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ You take up not just a wooden cross Not just his death and resurrection But you take up him His desires His motivations The things that please him The things that he wants Because we love him And so whatever the cost Whatever the price Of reaching The lost Not so we can have a trophy And say that we've done this amazing job Of proclaiming the gospel that the things that are most dear to his heart. Someone told me once that or no, they didn't tell me, I actually heard it. A person, um the Lord took him into a vision of heaven and hell and before the Lord took them and showed them anything You know, some people doubt stories like that That they hear and You know, after however many years I've been alive Something like 36 And most of those years Knowing the Lord God Not because someone told me But because he showed up one day Nothing surprises me with the Lord And what he will do To demonstrate his love to people But anyway This girl said that The Lord showed up to her And the first thing he said is I want to show you The things Most important To my heart The things that were most valuable To his heart The things that Weighed the most upon his heart And she expected that he was going to take her Throughout the universe Or show her the vast expanses of heaven But he took her to The midst of Hell Where The only absence that was noticeable Was the presence of God And she looked upon the innumerable amount of people who for eternity had chosen not to follow him or forever separated from his presence. And those were the people that were on his heart Those were the things that broke his heart Because I can imagine that on the cross Even he knew That Though many are called Few were chosen because few decided to follow. And though he spilled his blood for the entire world, there will undoubtedly, as the scriptures declare, be those who, for whatever reason, choose not to accept it. But then there will be those who will And there are people out there Who are longing, Hungering and thirsting For truth They're hungering and thirsting To know God The true God And the Holy Spirit is leading them And he's calling them those are the people we intercede for and those are the people we pray for and those are the people someone said once that no revival has ever hit the earth in any place outside Of Christians who were on their knees before the Lord Interceding for him to touch people And I think in the same way No one for the most part Comes to the Lord Outside of people interceding Praying And mothers and fathers and grandmothers On their knees Friends and family members on their knees Before the Lord day in and day out Interceding In front of him In front of his throne In which it says We are accepted In times of need Interceding for him To continue to touch To continue to touch this world To continue to pour out his mercy And his grace And his long suffering And to continue to fill His children with boldness And to give us Hearts of fire That long to serve him That long To do this Not for ourselves Not because we get anything out of it Because the height a reward that we could ever get we've already been granted and that we'll someday stand before him and look upon the one true God Anyway, this has been Prayer International Radio We are going to wrap it up now We'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock So be blessed and we will see you then